Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Hello, hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. This is your host, Tony Fry, and we are on episode 162. Um, I know we've been a little bit sporadic and updating lately, but that is because um, back in June, June 9th to be exact, the Hero Habit family got a little bit bigger with the birth of Harrison. Um, and so it's been a little bit difficult to get ahead of schedule like I used to be prior to his arrival. But um, I promise all the dates that have not had podcast episodes issued we are getting through the back catalog. They will be up to date and we will be back on track soon for everybody that's contributed $4 a month to help keep this podcast, um, active and produced. I thank you for sticking with us. Um, officially beginning in August, 2020, um, we're going to have monthly exclusive content to subscribers. And previously we had, you know, you got bonus content early. Uh, when we had it produced, but because we've been so sporadic and I want to um, be extra appreciative of the people who have helped keep this podcast going, we're going to do exclusive content to those subscribers. So for $4 a month, you help keep this podcast ad free and you will also get exclusive content. Now, if you don't want to spend the $4, I understand you will get that content when we are out of songs. So five years from now, um, all the bonus content will be released to the general feed, but, uh, you know, previously it was like two weeks later. So you're going to have a long time to wait. The first episode of bonus, um, material that subscribers are going to get is a comprehensive look at George Harrison's signature sound and what makes his songs distinct from the so- the other songwriters that we discuss in this podcast. Um, but we were also going to, you know, we're going to finish doing all the albums. Um, so every month subscribers are going to get that bonus content. That's not going to be released on the podcast until we've exhausted all the songs. And we are 162 episodes into, um, a couple thousand episodes. So it's going to be a while. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, um, please swing by herohabit.com go into the shop and look for kinks and beats support and you will be eligible to receive those downloads. Also um, swing by our new Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash kinks and beats and um, have some discussions with us there. All right. Enough of that talk. And you're all going to hear it tomorrow because some of you guys only listen to the kinks ones and some of y'all only listen to the Beatles ones. So if you listen to all the episodes, you're going to hear a lot of that again tomorrow. So today we're talking about a song called Power Man by the Kinks. It was released November 27th, 1970 on Lola vs. the Power Man and the Money Grow Round Part 1. This, I believe I've mentioned before, is one of my all-time favorite Kinks albums, one of my all-time favorite albums by any artist, really. And it's the album that got me into the Kinks because I bought it um, probably 1999, 2000. I was working in the record department of a Barnes & Noble, and I had access to order anything I wanted. And back in those days, the only Kinks album they ever had in stock was Lola and then the uh, like the Bargain Bin Greatest Hits albums. So I bought all three. 
And I, I bought Lola because I knew the title track, right? I've listened to enough classic rock radio to know Lola. So I picked it up and then lo and behold, as great as that song is, I discovered it's like one of the weakest songs on the album because that's, that's how good the album is. Not how bad Lola is, but how good the album is. And so from that point, I was hooked and started ordering every Kinks album I could get my hands on. And um, a lot of times I would order a couple extra and you weren't supposed to do this, but I would order a few extra and um, claim them as abandoned special orders and just throw them in the bin. So by the time my work there was done, I had several Kinks albums in the uh, in the collection at, at Barnes & Noble. And then anytime we were asked to do staff recommendations, I would always pick a Kinks album because that allowed us to order like 10 copies and really push it that month. So I'm, you know, in my own little way, as a new Kinks fan back 20 years ago, I was trying to get more people into this band. And I'm still doing it now today. Power Man is the uh, penultimate track on this exceptional album. And it's the longest track on the album. Uh, and it's a solid rocker, cool guitar riff, great vocal delivery that highlights Ray as well as Dave. And it feels like a classic Kinks track. Um, you know, like early 60s, you know, just a great rock track. And and this track was recorded between April and May 1970 and is a, was among the first tracks recorded at Morgan Studio. Um, and Morgan Studio was an independent studio with much better technology than when they recorded with Pi, where they had um, done most of their music prior to that. And this shift to a new studio is really highlighted by the increased quality in audio from this point forward on Kink's albums. This is really a um turning point in the kinks as a audiophile um i've always thought if they had recorded at morgan or abbey road instead of pi some of those 1960s albums would have been elevated a ton uh even if the every performance was identical just having the improved sound quality um would have set them apart from the who the stones the animals um, who were also recording some pretty unflattering audio in those days. And all these bands have great music, but they were limited. And you can hear, listen to 1964 Rolling Stones next to 1964 Beatles next to 1964 Kinks. And the difference between recording in a top of the line studio like Abbey Road, which to that point was doing a lot of classical recordings. So that's par partially why it was so high tech at the time was because they were doing jazz and classical and film and comedy albums and stuff like that. So the, the infrastructure was there for just better quality sounding recordings. Um, and I've always thought, you know, if Village Green had come out with the same kind of audio quality as the white album, it might've been a totally different um, story as far as the charts go, but who knows? That's all, you know, rewriting history, but you hear in Lola, the start of a cleaner, crisper, um, more dynamic sound to their recordings. Um, for my money, this is the best kinks lineup. Um, and, and it shows on this track. Mick Avery keeps it grounded. John Dalton and Dave Davies are grooving real tight. John Gosling is perfectly stated on keys. It's a great lead in um, to the album closer and helps elevate this album um, near the top of my favorite list. 
because there's not a stinker on this set. And this song, the one-two punch of this song going into the end is really exceptional. And except for the bridge halfway through the song, the entirety of this track is pretty much on uh, an A chord to a D chord. One to four. That's it. Um, I've seen some transcriptions that put a C chord at the end of the verse under Power Man, Power Man, uh, all that it can bring. But I think that um, the band actually stays on a D chord while the vocals focus on an E note, which is why that section sounds dissonant, um, but not wrong since E would be making a D9 chord. I could be wrong, but that's how I hear it um, because that note should sound dissonant. And if they were switching to a C chord, it wouldn't sound dissonant. Uh, the band performed this track live several times throughout 1971 and then drop it in occasionally during their final concerts in 1996. So it's, you know, they must have thought highly of the song. And Wes Anderson uses um, the song on the soundtrack to Darjeeling Limited. We all know Wes Anderson loves to use Kinks and um, some solo Beatles. He's used solo John Lennon quite a bit, but he loves to add the Kinks to his soundtrack. But there's not a ton of information about the recording of this song beyond what I had just said, that it was, you know, between April and May 1970 and was uh, uh, early in the process. Other than that, we don't really know much. Um, it is a strong tune, though. And if you haven't listened to it in a while or you haven't listened to it at all, I encourage you to go do so. I mean, technically, it is a title track because there are three title tracks in this title. There's Lola, there's Power Man, there's The Money Go Round. So it's one of the trio of title tracks, and um, and I happen to enjoy all three title tracks. So go listen to that one. That's Power Man by The Kinks. Um, I don't really have anything else to say to it. It's a great song. Great rocker. Go listen to it. Remember to swing by Facebook, swing by HeroHabit.com, and then swing by iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. And again, I um, appreciate everybody who's contributed to the podcast. It does help a ton. And if you are interested in joining that select group of diehard fans of the bands in this podcast, you can do so at herohabit.com slash shop. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Have a great day. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.